0: Welcome welcome all to the Pro Football Radio podcast. This is your co-host Jay Chima with the pride and joy of Merrimack New Hampshire. Japuma, welcome in brother man. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good man. You know, I'm 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 in here. I just, you know, I had my wisdom teeth taken out over the weekend. So lost all, you know, all four of them came out. So I'm hopped up on high test ibuprofen and amoxicillin and, and all the fluids and I dude, I can't wait to actually eat food 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 so yeah hopefully it'll be good have some wings come sunday for the super bowl but you know the we're at the end of the line jay this is the last game of the season last well, game of the season
0: last game of the season i always get so sad about this uh but before all that puma we're at podcast 139 like you said we're gonna hit on a couple of different topics this week the first one being the super bowl is this sunday now before we get to that what wings are you getting? It better be do drop in.
1: I mean, you know, if you're getting dew drop in out in, uh, you know, Derby, Connecticut, then you better be calling ahead. So yeah. uh, that's my plan. I'm hopefully, <laughs> hoping to, to get some dew drop in. Uh, I, I actually have to work until 6 o'clock that day. But okay. my plan is maybe Friday I'll put the order in. And then on my way home from work, I'll just swing by, pick that crap up, and set
0: Okay. All right. Well, like you said, Super Bowl is this weekend and we kind of touched on the Super Bowl a little bit last week, but we'll really start diving into it this week and kind of give you our predictions. Um, is it fair for me to say that both of us are going to be rolling with the Chiefs? I'm sorry, rolling with the Eagles in a Super Bowl win, correct?
1: Yes. Eagles, go birds, bird gang. Let's go. Yes. Yeah.
0: And why do, why do you think that is? Is it simply a fact that the, the defense is going to be so dominant that they're going to have Patrick Mahomes on the run or how do you see the Eagles winning the game?
1: I think it's going to be, uh, you know, multifaceted here. I think the defense is definitely going to be uh, kind of the strength uh, on, on this team right now, and, and give uh, Patrick Mahomes some grief. You know, I know he's saying the, the ankle injury is fine, uh, but at the same time, maybe he goes out in a bootleg, and we saw two weeks ago against the uh, the Bengals where he did a bootleg, put all that weight on that right foot, and he was gimping uh, gimping around the rest of the game. But also, like the the Chiefs secondary you know, there's a lot of rookies in there. They can't be, uh, they can't be beaten. Personally, I have Devonta Smith. Uh, I know he was my X factor in the NFC championship game and it was relatively quiet just given how the game script went with, you know, Josh Johnson being the 49ers quarterback. Uh, But I think it's definitely going to be a different story this Sunday. I think Devonta Smith is going to be the X factor. I think he'll be able to take the top off this defense. And I think AJ Brown is going to be in line for a big game as well too. So um, I like the passing game for the Eagles here. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to sling it, uh, which you know we're going to kind of dovetail to my best bets in the next segment. But I I like Devonta Smith a lot this weekend. Uh, I also yeah. like Jalen Hurts this weekend uh, going through the air as well too.
0: So what's your um, I have a little bit of a concern with with Jalen Hurts' shoulder, and the reason why I say that is because I don't know if you saw the stat flowing around. Ever since he's injured his shoulder. Passes of four four yards or more, his numbers have been dramatically lower than they were before injury. So the games against the the 49ers, the Giants, the Giants at the end of the year, and the other game he came back, I forget which other game he came back from, but ever since he's been back, I, I, I feel like that shoulder isn't 100%. Now, we all can talk about how Patrick Mahomes has obviously, you know, his injury to his ankle. Um, but it seems like Patrick Mahomes, 22, 22 days removed from that injury, is doing way much better, in my opinion, than I think what Jalen Hurts um, is kind of dealing with that injury. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, one of the stats that came out of the game against the Bengals was that last play where he ran out of bounds and got pushed out by uh, Osai. Uh, on that play, he topped out at 18 miles per hour per next-gen stats. Previous to that, his top for the whole year top speed was 14 miles per hour so the fact that he's running that quick with a quote-unquote bum ankle kind of tells me you know the ankle injury wasn't that big of a deal and you know it's uh it's it's he's managing well with it especially being 22 days removed from it so you know just like you puma i have the eagles winning this game but i think if the eagles were to win this game it can't fall on Jalen hurts shoulders like the whole team has to come to play like they have been all year long the defense has to cause havoc on patrick mahomes uh the running attack has to be there i think it's be a total team effort and the one thing the eagles cannot do is they cannot fall down by 10 points or 14 points or fall behind because the one thing i think that the the eagles cannot do is throw to get back into the game
1: yeah, I mean, I get the 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 ankle comparison. I mean, all I'm gonna say is that adrenaline in a must win situation yeah. is a hell of a drug. In the uh-huh. in the words of Dave Chappelle. But no, I mean, point taken. Uh, the shoulder injury is definitely a concern here. Um, I just think with the you know the Eagles against the 49ers, like quite frankly, didn't have to throw the ball because their offense was so inept that the Eagles defense was just having their way. This is gonna be a different story on Sunday. Uh, definitely agree that they can't fall behind. Like, th- there's no, there's no falling behind the eight ball here. Um, I think it's definitely going to be worth monitoring. Maybe we'll see Jalen Hurts run a little bit more, but you know, on paper, considering the uh, the greenness of the Kansas City secondary, um, I'll take my chances with Hurts with the bum shoulder attacking that you know passing defense.
0: Okay. Okay. So let's say. You know, our uh, production doesn't come true, and somehow the Kansas City referees beat the Eagles. Okay. Oh, here we go. Let's say, let's say somehow the Chiefs beat the Eagles. What does another Super Bowl win mean for Patrick Mahomes in in your eyes? And before you go, let me just give you my quick synopsis on what I think it means for, for Patrick Mahomes. I think this is a big, big game for Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why is because. So far, he's kind of dominated the NFL the last five years or so, right? I mean, we all can agree, going to five straight AFC Championship games, winning one Super Bowl, making it to three now. I think if he wins this Super Bowl, he'll get into that rarefied air of being the in – that, in that conversation of being the second-best quarterback in league history of Tom Brady, right? We all agree it's usually Tom Brady number one. Next comes Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, John Elway, all those guys. And if somehow at age 27, Patrick Mahomes – can get to two Super Bowls with two Super Bowl uh, two, two, with the uh, two MVPs, five straight FG championship games. I think that will put him in that rarefied air in that conversation on the way to obviously goat status. Now, if he loses this game, I think we can make a valid argument that out of all the quote unquote gro- goats of the game, right, he's by far underachieved out of all of them. And the reason why is I always believe, and I always say this, that Patrick Mahomes was one of the luckiest players in NFL history. He was able to get drafted into the perfect situation. He was drafted into the best offensive mind of this generation. He was drafted into the best tight end uh, of this generation, second to Gronk or maybe one, depending on how you look at it. And then obviously the best wide receiver in this generation is Tyreek Hill. I think that's not up for debate. So he has all that going for him. And in that stretch, he's been only able to win one Super Bowl. I think that would be a little bit of an indictment on who... Patrick Mahomes is "quote unquote" in the goat conversation. Uh, how How do you how do you think uh, my analysis of that is? Is that fair? Unfair? What's your thoughts on that?
1: No, I think it is fair, especially in society where it's you know it's all determined about you know what what have you done for me lately? Like what's the championship? Like we, we the talent of Mahomes is is not in question. The dude is mm-hmm. probably the best talent I've ever seen sling a football around. But like you know, Dan Marino had a lot of talent in the '80s, and some people still sit, some people have him as, like, the greatest quarterback, you know, regardless of championships. But at the end of the day, like, he's never going to be in that conversation because he never won a championship. He only went, went to one Super Bowl, did not win that win that championship. Funny enough, he lost to the 49ers in that uh, in that matchup. But, you know, pure talent. Like, Marino was fantastic, too, but he's not the greatest of all time. And we said this uh, two years ago on the pod uh, after the uh, the Buccaneers game where – you know, the Buccaneers Super Bowl, rather. And I said, like, he needs to win another championship or he is going Mm -hmm. to be in the same category as Aaron Rodgers. And that is, you know, if he doesn't win this one, I don't think that's, you know, an unfair criticism of, okay, well, Mahomes is kind of in the Aaron Rodgers category right now. And I'm not talking about, you know, all the people out there, like, relax. I'm not talking about, you know, the drama and the off-field stuff. Like, for all the nonsense that the wife and the uh, the brother do on TikTok, like, mm-hmm. he, he does, it doesn't really – he doesn't comment on it ever. Uh, he doesn't navigate any minefields and talks about going in a darkness tank to, you know, find himself. <laughs> um, you know, he does everything right, and he's definitely yeah. the face of the franchise, but it is a fair criticism. Like, if he doesn't win on Sunday – Mm-hmm. which it's going to be, quite frankly, a little bit of an uphill battle with really the walking wounded at wide receiver. It's going to be Travis Kelsey and maybe Sky Moore uh, as the starting wide receivers. I, you know, God bless them. <laughs> like, yeah. But if he doesn't win, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers in my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of these greats um, will always have a swing game. And what I mean by that is Brady had it against the Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl. If he didn't win that game, Um, that's three straight losses for him, right? But instead, he won that Super Bowl, and now you've won four out of, you know, six appearances, and it changes everything, right? Um, Peyton Manning had that swing game against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game when he couldn't win for years on end against them, and he finally broke through, and he got that win and went to the Super Bowl and won against uh, the Bears. So, I mean, this is very interesting because, like I said, like he could either be two Super Bowls at age 27, and the only other person that done that was Tom Brady with three Super Bowls at age 27, or it could be one Super Bowl in three appearances. And on top of that, you know, so far in two Super Bowls, he hasn't played the best. Like, his numbers in these two Super Bowls that he's played in aren't the best. He's had, what, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Like, his quarterback rating was much lower than than his normal stats in the playoffs in the regular season. So, you know, if he goes out there, losing the Super Bowl and plays bad, and those stats keep compiling. I mean, then I think you got to kind of pump the brakes in this whole anointing him as a quote-unquote GOAT, which for some reason everybody wants to do right now.
1: Right. You know, then some people say, oh, how dare you even put Joe Burrow in that same category? But that's... (laughs) But no, I mean, honestly, Jay, like, he's going to... This weekend, like, he's going to have to potentially... Not like not just like win, not like squeak gotta mm-hmm. win. I think it's gonna have to have a be good performance. Like, it's mm-hmm. gonna be like a good performance, like I'm planting my flag in the middle of State Farm Field type of deal. It's like yeah, like you forgot about Mahomes type of deal. Like yeah. that's it's gonna have to be that kind of fu performance. And with the the cat the, the supporting cast around, quite frankly, I don't see that happening. But you have Travis Kelsey on your side, so mm-hmm. anything is possible.
0: Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other quarterback on the other side. Uh, Does Jalen Hurts need to prove anything to you, to the football world, to me, anybody watching? Because... There seems to be this narrative that people don't want to give Jalen Hurts his props. I know I do. I know you do. I think I think Jalen Hurts is phenomenal. I think what he's done via the intangible part of his game is so, so great. His leadership in the locker room, how that team takes on his identity. He's kind of Joe Burrow-esque without the proficient passing skills, right? So there's a lot of, you know, there's a big narrative out there that some for some reason people don't consider him to be in that quote-unquote elite status of quarterback. So does he got to prove anything this weekend?
1: No, not really. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, if, if he's able to light it up with the with the bum shoulder, then sure. I guess it'll put like the passing narrative to bed, in my opinion. But I mean, considering the like the intangibles that he has, and then like the game he brings to the table, which is similar to you know Lamar with running the football and and passing. Like I, I don't really think, you know, uh, Jalen hurts has anything to prove. I think if, if anything, this is potentially going to be like his, you know. Big coming out party, per se. You know, he would have been, in my opinion, the MVP of the league this year if he didn't get hurt, if he didn't miss those couple of games. Uh, but with all things considered, he's in the Super Bowl right now with the best team. In my opinion, I th- I don't think he really has anything to prove. And, you know, Jeffrey Lurie and, and uh, mm-hmm. Howie Roseman came out and seconded that right during media day. Actually, I don't even think they even flew out to, to Arizona at that point. I think they came out and said, he's our guy. They have nothing to prove. And, you know, we look forward to getting a, a long-term contract extension done with them. Uh, if anything, like this is kind of like the metric stick, in my opinion, not to piss off Lamar Jackson fans, but it's like, okay, you have the <laughs> second-round quarterback, mm-hmm from alabama slash oklahoma and people Mm -hmm. shitted on him and that's me included because i wasn't Mm -hmm. high on him coming getting drafted in the second round but he he's impressed me with his passing game and uh lamar has the same skill set and can't get past the first round in the playoffs
0: puma remember who i said the pager should draft in the second round in this in that uh jalen hurts draft Uh, i believe it was uh jalen hurts jalen hurts yeah. yeah, I tell you what, man, sometimes you can just see it. Like it's, and that's the reason why people have such a hard time quantifying Jalen Hurts's talents is because they can't see the intangibles. And he is the classic case of, you know, he's not going to wow you with all the big throws or those gaudy numbers statistically, but what he provides for leadership in that locker room, in that city, um you know, it, it's basically, you know, it's it's at a high level. It's an elite level with the amount of you know leadership he provides. So I think I think this could be Jalen Hurts' is like great moment to kind of etch a lot of those um, you know narratives out, right? I mean, at the end of the day, just like you mentioned, you know, unlike Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. He does run, but he also th- he also throws that at a fairly good clip as well. On top of that, he's never hurt. Unlike Lamar Jackson, who hasn't been healthy for, what, two or three straight years? And at the end of the year, Jalen Hurts has so much muscle on him. He's such a big frame that he can seem to kind of weather those hits and kind of make it through to the end of a, end of a season. So I'm, I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. I saw this at Oklahoma. Like, what happened to him at Alabama losing that job? going to a different organization in the Oklahoma Sooners, you know, day one, you know, basically busting his ass, being named captain of that year that he started, learning the playbook, and then went to the NFL. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's very impressive what the young man has done so far.
1: Mm-hmm. And really, like, just to, to the makeup, of, the mental makeup of, of uh, mm-hmm. Jalen, I should say, He's playing in Philadelphia. Like it's mm-hmm. not like he's That's playing. Not easy. He's not playing in like Tampa. He's not playing in Houston. Like mm-hmm. you know, Chicago. I guess is a rabid fan base. He's playing in Philadelphia. Like yep. that. You know, you need to have a special type of makeup, in my opinion, to play in that city. Like if they threw snowballs and batteries <laughs> at Santa Claus, like yep. they don't yep. care. I will never forget. Yep. I went to I went to an Eagles game. Way oh, back did you? When I went to an Eagles game. They were playing yeah. the uh, – this is when Michael Vick was there. And okay. they were playing the Dallas Cowboys. And when, I think it was literally the only Cowboys fan in that whole stadium. He had a DeMarcus Ware jersey on. Jay, I'm not even kidding. Like, I was legitimately <laughs> concerned yeah. about this dude's safety. And, like, yeah. Jalen Hurst is playing there. I took mm-hmm. my cap to you, sir. Yeah. God bless. Yeah.
0: Um, my favorite Philadelphia story is that they used to have a jail in the old stadium. In the vets.
1: Yep, yep, in Veterans Stadium, they had a a jail. I I don't know if they have that in the new stadium. I can't remember. I hope they do.
0: That'd be like a nice homage to the past, yesteryear's of Eagle Stadium. I feel
1: like they do. Mm -hmm. It's been so long. Like, uh, we scored like field passes because a friend of mine, her brother, worked for the uh, for the Eagles or still does oh, nice. I think for the ticket you office so field we got the to- on the field yeah course? so we we're on the wow. field and stuff so um, okay. and we got like a tour of the stadium I'm I'm ninety percent sure there's still a holding tank okay there. all right all right <laughs> and if all not right. I'm gonna make it up and say there is because it's Philadelphia so
0: last question before we go. hmm Kansas City barbecue or Philadelphia cheesesteaks ooh and before you before you go and you think about that I've got a proclamation to make. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia cheesesteaks, overrated.
1: Overrated. I'm not not going to co-sign
0: that. I will choose the Kansas City Barbecue over the Philadelphia overrated cheesesteaks.
1: You're talking to a guy that hasn't eaten like food food in three days because he's has got his <laughs> fucking wisdom teeth taken out. So like yeah. I'm dying for barbecue, f- cheesesteak, anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to co-sign and say Phil- the cheesesteak is overrated. Uh, I went to Chickie Pete's or Chicky and Pete's in Philadelphia, which I believe is right by the link. And the okay. crab fries, which is fries with Old Bay, mm, fantastico. The cheesesteak was amazing. <laughs> But I'm a barbecue guy, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go with the barbecue. There's no okay. disrespect to the cheesesteak, none whatsoever.
0: <laughs> All right, well, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Every time we intro, like I just jam out to that to that I'm intro just like, song. Ugh, it's so good. Let's go. <laughs> it's so good. Let's get... All right, Puma. Unfortunate news. Sad news for me. My boy Tom Brady has finally retired, and for good this time, is what mm-hmm. he said. Um, the news came, what was it uh three days ago, not four days ago? Last week, right? Or last, late last week. week. Yeah, my god, time is flying by, but in his memory, I have the old Patriots jersey on today. So <laughs> Nice. Um, so, you know, as the resident Tom Brady fan, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a little bit of a shock for me when I saw that he finally retired. Um, you've been calling this for a few, day, a, few, a few months now. You were like basically, hey, man, I feel like he's going to retire. And I just thought with him dumping Giselle it makes no sense for him to retire now. You feel me? Like at the end of the day, the guy can still sling it. The, the, the spin on the ball is still there. The accuracy is still there. Obviously everything around him deteriorated. Um, And I hold it against Todd Bowles um, for putting Tom Brady in such a bad situation, but that's neither here nor there. But I legitimately thought Tom Brady still had another year. I, I thought he was going to end up either in San Francisco or in Las Vegas. Uh, and he's going to give us one more hurrah. And it seems like as the... As the week as the as the week went on to, since the season ended you know it became clear that Tom Brady wanted to stay in Florida it was gonna be Tampa Bay or bust or when Miami came out and said that towards our guy that basically took Miami off the board as well so I think at this point in his career in his life he really wants to be around his family around his kids um, he's already lost everything else besides his kids so he's doing his best to basically, I guess men fences with them and, and be there for them. And I guess this is a perfect time for Murtari, even though I think he could still sling it, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, put it on the board. Him and Giselle will be back together within the You really the believe moment. that,
0: huh? You really believe that? Dude,
1: he's a very he's very conscious of the narrative around him and his brand and everything, right? And all that's ever come out since Giselle dumped him uh was you know oh man tom chose football like f them kids and i think that really (laughs) resonated with them for being you know as much of a family man as as you know it's reported that he is uh so i i don't i don't think it's definitely a bridge too far i mean think of it this way jay like only three people have beaten tom brady eli manning (laughs) All right. Nick Foles and Giselle Bunchin, And at least like with Giselle, he may or may not have a say in things. But, you know, I, I, you know, I think the personal life was just, you know, bleeding too much into his, you know, professional life uh, when it comes to the football field. And I mean, Jay, he wasn't focused even before the reports came out this year of, you know, of actually playing football. I mean, he retired, he retired for 40 days and he, he decided to come back and, you know, we all thought he was going to, you know, go to another Super Bowl because he got the whole band back together. But I felt like the writing was potentially on the wall when he wasn't at training camp and that seemed to be, and it wasn't like he wasn't at training camp. It was, he wasn't at training camp. He did like a family vacation and everyone tried to sweep that on the rug saying, Oh, well, this was already predetermined. Like we already agreed to this type of deal. Uh, I think that was kind of like a last salvo of him trying to salvage his marriage at that point. Uh, And, you know, clearly the, the wheels fell off the bus and the rest is history. Um, But I think he is more so doing this because he's trying to get back in the family's good graces. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I thought it was Vegas or bust in my opinion, um, just because I did not have the dolphins on the bingo card for them being a destination for Tom Brady Especially given the the optics of you're less than a year removed from the tampering scandal per se that cost you you know first round draft pick and you know millions of dollars worth of fines and your minority owner not really being able to have any say in the day to day operations of the Miami Dolphins anymore. Um, so I did not see that on the bingo card. Uh, I thought it was Vegas for bust the whole time. I will say this though, like I I know it came out a couple of couple of days ago that he was taking a year off and then he was going to jump into the Fox deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the language is. I kind of would be a little bit more surprised if we see him in a TV booth. I think mm-hmm. he's at, ultimately going to get a minority ownership stake in the Miami Dolphins just because yeah. of, you know, Stephen Ross, you know, was a big, probably the biggest booster at the university of Michigan, Tom's alma mater. He's very chummy with, the, with Stephen Ross and his family. Uh, and quite frankly, like I'm not saying this as a hater. Like I genuinely like you know the pairing of you know Kevin Burkhardt and, and Greg Olsen yeah. and as the as the A team. Yeah. And I don't really they I should think make a, a lot three, of,
0: they should make a three man booth if somehow Tom Brady does go to Fox next year. They mm-hmm. should keep Burkhardt and the lead guy there and then just pair them into a three man booth.
1: Right. I, I think it's I think it's gonna have to be that because I think they just extended Olsen, if I if I recall correctly, yep. and it it would suck to demote him to the B or C team, and then say, oh, by the way, you're getting a pay cut when yep. you know we're just gonna throw Tom in the booth. Like maybe it'll work like they did with Tony Romo and CBS that first year, um, but or it could be Jason Witten. I'm hedging mm-hmm. my bet that it's going to be like Tony Romo when he first got yep. in, but I'm going to be a little bit more surprised if I see him in a commentary booth.
0: Do you think this is the final last time we've seen Tom Brady throw football? And the reason why I say that is he was asked about this question a couple of different times, one by Colin Cowherd yesterday, and then the second time by, uh, by you know, uh, Jim Gray on the Let's Go Pod. And there were definitive yeses. Like, they weren't, like, definitive yeses. Um, and then on top of that, why does he need a whole year off before he goes to a broadcasting booth? Like, like, how, like you're going to be bored. Like, you'll have six months off. The season will roll around. Um, and you have another whole year off before you get to work again. So, like, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I, I think we've definitively kind I think we've seen the end of Tom Brady on a football field, but for some reason, like I'm not like hundred percent sure about that. Like, I feel like there's still a small percent chance that he could wander back onto the football field.
1: Yeah, he'll wander back onto the football field when he's coming down from the owner's box to throw a <laughs> slant route to his kid in the end zone. It yeah. is done. It's like I saw it's that over, clip huh? of cower. Finito. Um, it, you know, put it in the words of Dan Snyder, put it in all caps. It's over. Mm. Like, it's I, O-V-A I don't think over. Over. Um, I, I don't think he's coming back. And honestly, Jay, like, what's the landscape going to look like in a year? Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's assume that Tua is going to get franchise tag because they're probably not going to pick up the fifth-year option. So there's another Florida team off the table again uh the Buccaneers like are they even going to have enough salary cap really to have that band back together like probably not and I haven't even talked about the coaching situation like and and in Vegas are they going to draft CJ Stroud or Will Levis or or something else like at that point what chair is open for the quarterback position in the next two years Oh okay, yeah, he's gonna come. He's gonna do a homecoming. <laughs> he couldn't even thank him again go. in the video Here we go. in the video Here we goodbye, go. and now he's gonna he's gonna walk in. He's gonna ride into Foxborough like <laughs> Paul Revere or Sam Adams. Uh-huh,
0: he's just gonna uh-huh. come
1: in and wave that mm-hmm. tripoint hat. Stop oh, it. daddy's stop all. stop, stop it. it! Stop it!
0: Stop it! Stop! I'm getting too excited over all that. <laughs> my God.
1: Yeah, here's he'll thing, do though. that Here, when, they, when they hang his jersey up at Patriot Place.
0: Here's a dream scenario, okay? Mac Jones inevitably is going to fall on his face this year. This is his make go. or break a year. Can't wait. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have somewhat gone chummy over the last couple of weeks. We saw Bill Belichick go on Tom Brady's podcast and then basically give him a five-minute soliloquy about how great he was, which, by the way, when I woke up this morning and I saw that, I felt like health froze over, that Bill Belichick – on a Tom Brady's podcast. So I'm saying, so I'm saying the feelings are getting better between those two. So the feelings can... always
1: get better <laughs> with, with Bill Belichick and former players when the yeah. player
0: is not on that roster anymore. So I uh, the key can, phrase is former. Can can you let me live on my fantasy here, please? Just for like one yeah, second. Yeah, go get
1: think? the Kleenex by the bed too.
0: So basically he takes a year off He goes overseas. He goes overseas. He gets that um, plate, plate to like whatever enriched blood they do and they spin it back into your body that Cody Mm -hmm. Bryant did for his knee. He'll go over to Germany get that stuff done. He'll take some HTH this year. He'll sit it out. Match will fall on his face. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, one last hurrah, 2024. That's the way you go out. Could you imagine that story the way that would end? Oh, yeah, study perfect. Perfect. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Where's I just put the stitching the Kleenex, uh...
1: in my wisdom teeth. <laughs> I got with that Kleenex. Yell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the Kleenex, Jay, because not to be the wet mop here, but th- yeah. that is no, no, no. Yeah. No. Well, he was already bitching about the cold, Jay. That's why yeah. he wanted to go down to Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let us be serious about how Tom Brady um, will retire and what kind of celebration the Patriots will do for him. Will it be in the form of a one-day contract? Will he retire Patriot? Will he just show for the ceremony, for the, the Hall of Fame induction, for the Patriots Hall of Fame induction? How do you think this is going to work out between the Patriots and Tom Brady uh, after, um, <coughs> after his retirement? Right, There's a lot of buzz about one-day contracts amongst Patriots fans.
1: That's been the wet dream of Patriots fans for the last, you know, 16 months is, oh man, he didn't thank us in his initial retirement statement because he's going to do a one day contract. I'm sorry. He's like whatever they did this time around with the statement from the crafts or whatever the social media team did. Uh, I think that's going to be the best it's going to be. And then Belichick showing up on his podcast. uh, I'm letting, you know, Next time he's in Patriot place, that's when they're going to do – they'll do something for his retirement because that's when they'll induct him in the Patriot Hall of Fame. Like, that. that's it. Like, yeah. you know, no. I don't think this is going to be a one-day contract.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And I think it's really – I'm going to be a little harsh here on Robert Kraft and Bill Bell checking the Patriots organization. I think it's shitty that the Patriots organization – Wants to whitewash what happened in the last three years. I think essentially a one day contract um, kind of takes away from Tom Brady's story. And Tom Brady's story now is he used to be a patron for 17, I'm sorry, for 20 years, right? And then mm-hmm. three years in Tampa Bay. He won. Part of his story is leaving Bill Belichick and winning a Super Bowl without him. So what, what Kraft wants to do is he wants to basically whitewash all of that and erase all of that and then kind of like. You know bring him back into the fold when in reality he's gonna kick him out of the door right like i mean i think it's unfair for for kraft to do all that now does does tom brady owe anything to us as patriots fans no obviously not he doesn't right he he is tom brady he is he's given us six super bowls um we can't you know we can't ask for anything more so I think the, the wet dream of most Patriots fans being, you know, with the one day contract, I just something's gonna happen. I think he'll come back for the the statue unveiling, for the Hall of Fame induction, um, the red coat, all of that, uh, the number going up um, into the the rafters. Now, the one thing I do want to ask you is, like, how do you properly, how do you properly celebrate Tom Brady? Because it's not just another Hall of Famer. I, I think there's gonna be something extra for Tom Brady. Because I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day, and we're talking about how how Tom Brady has redefined greatness because before Tom Brady, let's say you were playing a quarterback in the NFL. Joe Montana was a standard with four Super Bowls, right? And you were getting to two Super Bowls. You got two Super Bowls with John Elway and you started having that conversation about, oh, you know what? He could be, he could be the greatest of all time. Nowadays, after Tom Brady seven, if you win two Super Bowls, you're like, oh my God, dude, you got a long way to go before you even start to consider the GOAT status. Right? So the way he's kind of redefined success and greatness in the NFL I think you can't, you you can't do it justice by giving a regular, like, regular celebration. There's gotta be something grand. Like, I don't know, like, maybe like, have a statue as big as the lighthouse itself. Like I don't know what to do. Possibly. Like I mean, that's that's a little over the, over the top here, right? But like, what do you do to celebrate Tom Brady? Like, h- how do you separate him from from everything else? That's a uh, you feel me? Like, how how do you properly celebrate? I don't him? know.
1: Rename the fucking stadium, Tom Brady Field at Gillette. Like,
0: I I, I um, mean, that's too small. I don't. You know, honestly, somebody somebody on Boston radio had a good point. Have- they should they should rename Logan International Brady International. Okay. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. And then stick stick the number 12 in the lighthouse, like a really big 12. That'd be kinda dope, you know? Hell, or, you know what? You know what? You know what? Stick a banner the size of a Surp Bowl in the number 12, right next to the banner. That'd be perfect. Or or just, you
1: know, give him a statue in front of oh, the stat- Place. everybody
0: has a statue. The Buccaneers are gonna give him a statue. Get out of here for one Super Bowl. Like there's gotta be something special about this.
1: I think you're literally overthinking it. Like he's come gonna go in, he's Foles, going to get Nick his red Foles jacket. Has
0: a statue, okay? Nick okay. Foles has a statue. That was they the first championship nowadays.
1: the Eagles ever won. <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> like, come on now. Radiant like, you know, Wayne Gretzky has a has a has a statue in front of uh, if I could remember, it used to be called Rex Hall, Rex Hall Place in Edmonton. I think it it still is when for all the championships he won in the NHL, like. I mean, Sidney Crosby is going to get a statue in front of the 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 you know the the, the friggin' ice house or whatever it's called in Pittsburgh. Ovechkin's going to get one. Bobby Orr has a statue in front of TD Bank Garden. Him flying through the air during the Stanley Cup game. Brady's going to get a statue. He's probably going to have a whole friggin' wing devoted to him in that Patriot Hall of Fame joint. And he's going to get his red jacket. And and you know that's that. Like that's unless you're going to rename the NFL like the Tom Brady League. Like, they should. I think it's going to be it.
0: Just like the NBA has a silhouette of Jerry West, they should have Tom Brady the silhouette of the of the NFL.
1: Yeah, Goodell would never do that though. Why not? Because it's Goodell. That is <laughs> because it's Raj. That's true. He's
0: true. he's
1: lightened up in these last couple of years. He yeah. hasn't lightened up that much, Jay.
0: But the, the general point I'm trying to make here is I feel like you've got to do something special for Brady. Like, I, I just think any random Hall of Famer going into the Hall of Fame, I don't think that's it. Like, he's he's above and beyond all of that. So, I just think something special would happen. Okay.
1: Well, don't get your hopes <laughs> too high.
0: Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm still holding out hope for coming back to the New England Patriots one last hey,
1: year. Yeah, yay. yeah, let's
0: go. Let's go. Yeah, I see you okay. guys. <laughs> see you. Yeah, there he is, <laughs> doing the Hodge Twins homage. Uh! <laughs> I approve Aaron Rodgers today said he's going on a four-day retreat in isolation where he's going to go sit in a room in the dark with no contact from the out- outside world. He'll feed him, and then he'll go use the bathroom, and he'll just sit for four hours in darkness. Now, when he comes out of that, he said he'll make a decision on whether or not he'll play next year. <laughs> this is all true. Everything I've said so far is true. So mm-hmm. with that being said, Puma, there are a couple different options for him when he comes out from his little, you know, reflection on life. It seems like he'll either go back to the Green Bay Packers, they retire, or it seems like the Jets and the Las Vegas Raiders are in the running for acquiring his services for next year. So if you had to guess right now, where do you think he ends up?
1: Oh, when he comes out of the Hanoi Hilton, because that's what it sounds like. He's coming out of like a North Vietnamese prison (laughs) camp. Like he was shot down over North Vietnam during the Vietnam War. Oh, I'm going to be in, you know, four years, four, four days of isolation. And like, you know, darkness, you know, there's a bathroom in there, but like, I'm going to wear a diaper because I don't want to leave the, like, stop, just stop, but uh, honestly, I've been on on here the last couple of weeks. I, I think it's going to be the Jets. Uh, Woody Woody Johnson's made it perfectly clear that he is more than willing to pay the premium it's going to require to move <clears throat> to move uh, you know to move on from uh, Zach Wilson, get Aaron Rodgers in the building. Uh, whether or not Aaron Rodgers wants to go down the same path as Brett Favre did, you know that's open to interpretation. But I have the Jets being the leaders in the clubhouse here. Uh, I'm not completely dismissing the Raiders. It's just, you know, when it comes down to the financial aspect of things and the brass tacks, like, yeah, you get to go play with your boy, Devontae Adams, but the fact of the matter is, is the offensive line for the Raiders is, no offense, it's god-awful, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to build in the draft. <clears throat> and quite frankly, like, do they really want to hitch their caboose to the to aaron Rodgers and potentially the back nine of his career with a big contract or would it be smarter to go after the rookie contract in like a cj stroud or a bryce young or, or or a will levis you know depending on where how the dominoes fall in in, in the quarterback rankings here you know hell like do they want to take a dart throw on uh you know anthony richardson ar-15 out of florida like do like you know do you i Oh, to, when it comes down to the financials, though, Jay, like I think it might be more wise to mm-hmm. build to start with the rookie contract of the quarterback because that yeah. price tag is always going to go up instead of pay a premium for what, Jay, like two years, three tops for Aaron Rodgers. And like, is he really gonna gel with like the personality of Josh McDaniels? Like, if Derek yeah. Carr, the ultimate team guy couldn't take getting dressed down in front of everybody in the, in the, in the locker room or yeah. when it came down to breaking down plays on what happened the week before, like is, is passive aggressive Aaron Rodgers really going to take it? Like, yeah, I, I think it's going to be as, jets retirement, then Packers. Like that's yeah. how I rank it.
0: Well, I see it as Packers, mm-hmm. jets, Raiders, and then retirement. And the reason why I say retirement is last because Aaron Rodgers, we can all agree, is a selfish human being, correct? Mm-hmm. Do you think he wants to retire the same year Tom Brady did and then be the second fiddle to five years from now going to Hall of Fame after Tom Brady? Like, I feel like he would want to have his own day, his own year to go to the Hall of Fame. So I, I think the kind of person he is, I think that... Um that's something that wouldn't jive with him. Now, with the Raiders, I have some serious concerns about the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a West Coast guy. Josh McDaniel runs a, a hybrid of the New England system, uh, with some with some West Coast elements, but it's mostly its own offense that Tom Brady and Josh McDaniel's kind of perfected over 20 years. So I think there'd be a serious issue with him going into Las Vegas, learning a brand new playbook, um, something that is foreign to him. For some for something that he's done for 15, 16 years now. So the Raiders one gives me cause to pause. And the Jets, the Jets option. You know, I really don't think, you know, he would want to follow in, you know, Brett Favre's footsteps again, even though on paper, it seems like the best place outside of the Packers is the New York Jets. Nathaniel Daniel Hackett is there, his old offensive coordinator, um, the, the roster itself, the Jets is stacked beyond belief, and they're a quarterback away from making some real noise. But can Aaron Rodgers stomach the fact that he's following Brett Favre's footsteps? So... I think Aaron Rodgers gets to a point where he's the boy that cries wolf every offseason. And truthfully, if you look at the, the trends of the last three, four years of what he's done, I think he's just going to bite the bullet and go right back to Green Bay. I think they're willing to pay him all the money he wants, the $110 million over the next two years. Um, I, I heard this rumbling that... Wherever he ends up going, there might be some elements of reworking a contract, Um, and he said he might be open to that. But I, I think right now, if he wants the best of all worlds, go back to Green Bay. Unless Green Bay doesn't want you, that's a different story.
1: I don't think they want the Aaron Rodgers experience anymore because they, they went young, right? Like they went young at the skill position players, and that was one of the big gripes of – You know, Aaron Rodgers was, oh man, like, you know, I don't really want to be in a rebuild and, you know, don't really have any chemistry with these young guys. But yet he bitches about not having, you know, young talent at the wide receiver position. But that's neither here nor there. I honestly, Jay, I just think the front office and the head coach, and quite frankly, like some of the people that I've talked to that have lived in Green Bay are just done with the Aaron Rodgers mind game experience uh, hmm. right now with, with, with him. And, you know, that's not to say like they wouldn't welcome him back with you know, open arms for like a retirement ceremony. I just think like right now they're just done with the passive aggressiveness stuff and the nonsense and, and all that BS. Like, <clears throat> I think they're out. I, I, th- and I think honestly uh, the, the performance of Jordan love not only in like the Eagles game when he came in in relief, But, you know, just what people were saying at training camp was he seemed to have taken that step in grasping the offense and understanding what, you know, his progressions are going to be in that offense and really like taking a step forward in his NFL career progression. I think he's turned a lot of heads in training camp, and I think the the icing on the cake was him showing up uh, and showing out a little bit in, in that blowout, you know, blowout loss ultimately against the Eagles. But like, I mean, he marched them right down the field, Jay, cold off the mm-hmm. bench. Yep. No problem. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think the, the journal of air has got to start. And I think, I think, I think I'm leaning towards Aaron Rodgers spending one more year in green Bay. um I, I think, Everybody's just gonna try to make it work for one more year. I don't think he's retiring, um, so you know I, I think it will be a little bit of a train wreck if he does to if he does go to Las Vegas. Like I, I think that could be a disaster waiting to happen with the fact that he is not at all comfortable with the the the, the offense that Josh McDaniels runs. So you know I know he might have to swallow his pride and go follow in Brett Favre's footsteps, but if he really isn't Green Bay. I think the New York Jets are going to be his only other option, truthfully. Mm-hmm. So, all right, brother Mel, well, let's plug it up and get out of here, man.
1: All right, so this episode of the pod and previous episodes of the Pro Football Radio Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get <clears throat> your podcast uh, on the youtube page be sure to subscribe to the page be sure to hit the little notification bell that's when you'll be uh, notified when videos like this are dropped in your feed for your viewing and listening pleasure apple podcast be sure to leave five-star review google podcast be sure to leave five-star review as well too social media wise facebook instagram pro football radio podcast the twitter machine at pfr podcast i'm on twitter Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima, the captain of the ship on the ones and the twos, is at Jay Chima. Uh, DMs are open. Like, subscribe, download, share it with your friends, share it with your family. And uh, can't wait to break down the action post-Super Bowl. And hopefully it's uh, fly, Eagles, fly.
0: Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Viacondios.